Ha'chodesh hazelachem roish chadoshim rishon hulachem lechotshe hashana. This month of Nisan will be the first of all months. The first it shall be for you for all the months of the year. But we have to understand that we know that Rosh Chodesh of Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah, actually includes the entire year, which is the deeper meaning why it's called Rosh Hashanah, literally the head of the year, just like the head contains the vitality of the entire body. So too does Rosh Hashanah and Tishrei contain the vitality of the entire year. And then afterwards... The vitality of all the other months come from Tishrei, so it comes out that really Rosh Hashanah, that Tishrei is the head of all the months of the year, so why would Rosh Chodesh Nisan be called Rosh Chadoshim? Now the Sefer, Akedas Yitzchak by Rabbi Yitzchak Aramo, is a 15th century Spanish philosopher. In the Sefer, Akedas Yitzchak, he writes that there are two separate different ways, which we're going to learn at the end of the Maimar, the two ways that Tishrei and Nisan work. There are two separate ways that we can know the greatness of God. One is from the natural order of things. We could see God's greatness from the consistency, how the sun, the moon, the stars, etc. are constantly without a change, are continuing to work. And you see in that eternity, you're able to see the Koyach of the Ein Sof by the fact that the constellations are constantly rotating and continuously going in their set paths without a stop. Now, seemingly finite things in and of themselves don't have the ability to contain an eternal, infinite power. Everything finite weakens, and yet we see that the world continues in its eternal, what seems like an eternal, Ainsof way. And so the Akedah Yitzchak says that we see from, you could see within reality, the Koyach of the Ein Sof, God's infinite ability within the fact that the world continues and species continue existing in humanity, etc. From the consistency of nature and the fact that nature is not getting weaker, one could see the power of Ein Sof. That's one way that you could see not just finitude, but the point that he's saying is that you could see the power of Ein Sof from the consistency and what seems like the continuation, the constant continuation of reality. And the second way that you could see God's Ein Sof power is from a supernatural Hanhaga, which is what Nisan, what Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsuf, etc., when God takes away the natural boundaries, then... From the supernatural, one is able to see God even more than the way that one is able to see God in nature. And in order to understand the shayrish, the root of these two types of ways that God runs the world, the natural consistent way and the supernatural way, which are obviously going to be Nisan and Tishrei, in order to understand this, we have to first preface where we left off in the previous Mimer, the Indian of Ner Havai Nishmas Odom, that we were learning about the way that the soul of man resembles a candle and it's constant running and returning, just like a candle flickers. So too does the soul of man constantly run to Hashem back and forth, and we learn that there's awakenings from above to arouse a person to run to Hashem and to bring God back down into the world. But the main Ratzavashayv has to be, as we learned at length in the previous Mimer, with a person's own volition and a person's own toil that a person has to work to arouse love to Elokus, and all the different levels have to come in order for them to settle in an inner way in one's heart and mind and to rectify the animal. Soul, it all has to be and especially the shayv bringing God into the world and we're accepting the yoke of heaven. 
To understand even more why does one need Why is it so important that a person has to work and toil on their own seemingly emotions that would be granted by divine grace from above seemingly would be on a higher level. So why is it so advantageous that a person has to work to arouse and pretty much the rest of the Hemshech of Samach Vav is to answer this question. In other words, that we've left off talking about the need for there to be a person serving Hashem from their own toil, but why? Seemingly if God grants this, there's awakenings from above, the menorah, etc., they're on a higher level. And to answer this question, Kimat, the rest of the whole Samach Vav is really coming to answer this question. So to just remind, let's just put things in perspective again about what this Hemshech, what's happening. The whole Hemshech is to explain that the purpose for which God created the world is Dir B'Tachtoinim. And we learned in the first Mamorim, how do you make a Dir B'Tachtoinim? Bringing God's essence into the world by doing mitzvahs maisius, by actually physically doing mitzvahs. But then we introduce that it's not just a din in the chefts, it's a din in the gavra. Meaning that also the subject, that the way the state of mind, or better stated, lack of mind that a person has by be accepting the yoke of heaven, Kabbalah Shemaim, that when the way that a person serves Hashem, that it's Kabbalah soul that he accepts the yoke, that is the way to make a dear In other words, what the Rebbe Rashab is going to focus this Hemshechan is the Chabad, the Pnimius, the inner Avoid Bukayach Atzmai, that to make a dear it's not just enough to do the simple mitzvah Maisius, etc. Yes, of course, that brings God to the world, but in order for that to be fulfilled completely, there has to be a person accepting the yoke of heaven through his own toil. And that's what he's going to spend the rest of the Hemshech explaining why. What does a person own toil that it comes from within, why is that so important for Dirba Tachtoinim? And I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert, but because there's going to be a couple hundred pages till he answers it, just to quickly summarize what the Rebbe Shab is now going to do in the Hemshech, because from this point on, the Rebbe Shab veers off to completely what seems like different in Yonim. Very Kabbalistic, very difficult and complicated. But it's important to bear in mind what it is the Rebbe Shab wants to do. He wants to show how Dafka, those Jews that are on a lower level, those Jews that have to force themselves to accept the yoke of heaven, those Jews that have to toil, that have to work hard to connect to Hashem, they bring about the essence of God in a way that even tzaddikim cannot. That's what this Hemshech is going to say. That those that have to work hard against their nature, from their own volition, from their own power, their own toil, that brings the essence of God more than even those on the higher level can do. And in order to explain this, he first spends quite a few mamarim, 18 to be exact, 18 mamarim, he then goes on to explain where he pretty much shows first the mile of the advantage of those on a higher level, the tzaddikim. He says how great the tzaddikim are and how many high levels they connect to. But then in the Maimur, Umikneraav, in the Maimur, Umikneraav, then he starts talking about, but really those on a lower level, 
really re- they, they then he starts explaining how they reach the essence of Hashem and make a dir in the deepest way. So in order to introduce this distinction between two different types of Jews, those that have to toil and those that are bedugma shalamayla are already on a high level because they reflect God. So to introduce that, the Rebbe Shab says, we know that there's two ways of serving Hashem, like a child and like a servant. Sometimes Neshama Sisral are called God's children and sometimes Jews are called God's servants. Avadim, banim and avadim, b'ni b'chayr Yisrael and banim atam Hashem alekeichem are called God's children. On the other hand, Shema Yaakov Avdi and Altari Tir Avdi Yaakov were called God's children and God's slaves. Kili Bnei Yisrael Avodim. So often, like in Tanya chapter 41, many times in Chassidus explains that all of us have to serve God in both ways, both as children and as servants. But in a deeper way, there's a more specific, there are some souls that are primarily God's children and some souls that are primarily God's slaves. Imka bonim, imka avodim. And the Arizal explains at the very end of Eitz Chaim that those souls that have to primarily be God's Eved, God's servant, are the ones that are only connected to the three created worlds of Briyat, Sira, and Asiya. But those Jews that are connected have a neshama from Atsilus, from the world of Atsilus, the world of emanation, which is pretty much what the next couple of Mammarm are going to come being explained, the whole Indian of Atsilus. Those Jews that have a soul from the world of Atsilus are God's children, are God's child, and like a child that's able to look into the most hidden places and knows all the secrets of the father of the home, those souls that have a high soul from the world of Atsilas know all the secrets of Hashem. They're the ones that are really have Kabbalah. Kabbalah literally means to receive. It doesn't just mean to learn Kabbalah. It means to actually receive the, from the world of Atsilas. Because even though all souls of all Jews have to pass through the world of Atsilas, we all come from God's essence. And when our souls descended, all souls have to pass through the world of Atsilas. But as the souls descend from the world of Atsilos, some souls are more connected to Zer Anpin, which means God's emotions, and there are some souls that are more connected to Malchus, to God's power of speech. Now, obviously, we know emotions are within you. Emotions are still within you. When you speak, that's to someone outside of yourself. So, so to the difference between Zeranpin and Malchus, whether the souls that are more, that spend more time, so to speak, in Zeranpin, that are more connected to God's emotions, that, meaning that even when they come down to this world, they still feel within God, those are called Neshamas Datsilus. And those souls that primarily are, are connected to Malchus Hashem's quote-unquote, ability to speak, Hashem's ability to create outside Himself, those souls feel as if they're outside of Hashem. Those are the souls that are more connected to Avodim, to being God's servants. Because those souls that are more connected to Zeranpin, to God's emotions, to being within God, so to speak, even as they, those souls are enclosed in the body, since their souls are more connected to God's emotions, have, just like emotions are a revelation of who you are, those souls feel even down below, down your below in a body, their, their souls are more primary. They're, they're mainly so serve God with their souls because their souls are 
so luminous. The yidgularoiv beker arts like fish, that fish feel like they're always part of the ocean. So v'yidgu beker of ha'aretz, those souls that are connected to God's emotions, even when they're in this world, their souls shine so much that they primarily serve God with the soul and the body is like nullified to the soul. For instance, like Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, his soul was from that place, was such a high level that his soul shined so much that he was able to be a vessel for prophecy in that highest way. But when he died, his body had to be buried because his soul shined to that extent, but his body wasn't, his body was nullified to the soul. Elio Anavi, on the other hand, for instance, when it came to Elijah the prophet, Elio Anavi, we know, his body went up to heaven because Elio Anavi came from the place of Malchus. Like David Melachosu, who had to kill his animal soul by fasting when they come from the place of Malchus. So then, that's Oivde Hashem Begufam. Those are those souls that serve God primarily with the body because the soul isn't as as high of a revealed way, and therefore the body is the way they primarily serve Hashem. And that's why also those the tzaddikim whose souls came from the place of Zer Anpin, Neshamas Dema, that their soul was shining in such a revealed way that their soul was felt to be nothing other than elokus, those tzaddikim were able to be in a state of hagbah and reimamus. They could exalt, be in an ex- exalt themselves. Like Moshe Rabbeinu could say, Anoichi oimed, I stand between you and God. Yosef, who is the one, the mashbir, he was the able to, he was the tzin or the conduit that could be a king in Mitzrayim, or like Shimon Bayochai that was able to talk about himself, that I'm like that I'm just a sign for God. And on the other hand, those Jews whose souls come from Malchus and their bittel has to be they have to work on their body primarily because their soul isn't as revealed because they come from the place of God's speech where God is so to speak making something outside himself. So they have to break their body and have broken hearts and come to place of shiftless and total humility and to serve Hashem with very simple love and fear, even without too much as and just with a broken heart and, and being able to just serve Hashem in a very simple way. And the difference on these two types of souls is because based on how they come to this world and descend into this world through the world of Atzilus. But the bottom line is that therefore we see that there's this distinction between two main types of souls. And that is exactly what Yermia, Yermia Anovi says the prophecy in God's name that Vizarat yes beis Yisrael zera odom, vizera behema, I will plant within the house of Israel the seed of man and the seed of animals, meaning that there are souls that are more like animals without real understanding and then there are souls that are more like Adam that are more human and Adam is connected to Atzilus like the Arizal said that those souls that are Banim Hashem's children are connected to the world of Atzilus and that's the Zera Adam and so therefore to understand these two types of souls Zera Adam and Zera Behema which in this Hemshech are also going to be known as Yaakov and Yisrael. In other words, Zera Adam is the Tzaddikim, is those on a higher level, Zera Adam. They're also known as Yisrael. And they're known as Banim, Hashem's children. And they reflect God as they're down here below. They reflect God. And then there are Jews that are Avadim, slaves, that are known as Zera Behema, 
almost animalistic. Those are the ones that have to toil. And those Jews, the Avodim, that's who the Rebbe Shab is going to get to in a couple of hundred pages when in Miknerav, 18 Mamarm forward, when he's, and that's when he's going to explain that those Jews that are Zerah Behema, Dafka, the ones that are Avodim, that are on a lower level, that have to toil, they reach the very essence of God even more than those Yisrael, Banim, Zerah Adam Jews that are mamished like Atzilus even as they're down here below. So now the Rebbe Shab is going to spend the next Mamarim explaining about the world of Atzilus in order to understand the Mila, the advantage of those souls that are known as Banim, that are Zerah Adam, that are Atzilus even as they're down here below and show how they reach the highest levels of God's light. And the Rebbe Shab is going to then talk about Orin Sof before Tzimtzum, because the Rebbe Shab wants to show that not only do they come from Atzilus, but they draw down the highest levels of Orin Sof before the Tzimtzum. But then in the Mamarm that begin with Mikneravi explain that those Jews that are slaves, that have to bekeich atzum, that have to break themselves and work hard to accept God, they're the ones that reach God's essence and make a dir betachtoinim. But first he explains, in order to explain that, he first spends many, many pages explaining those neshamas that are zera odom, that have a soul from the world of Atsilos Vainyan, who, why is Atsilos called Adam? And it's because, like the Pesach in Yeshai says, Adam Eleelion, the word Adam means Adam Eleelion. That's why those higher souls, I mean, there's also Adam that means like dirt. Dirt from the Torah says that Adama, that, it's, that came, comes from the dust and the dirt. But on a higher level, those souls that are called Zerah Adam, meaning on a higher level, they're called Adam, not because of dirt, Adama, but because of Adame Eleelion. I will reflect the Most High. Adam Eleelion, I reflect the supernal. And what the Rebbe Shab is now going to do for the next couple of Mamorim is to explain what does that mean that Atzilus, and therefore the Neshamas Datzilus, those very high level Jews, but what does it mean that Atzilus is called Adam Eleelion, I reflect the supernal. When we say that Adame, that I reflect the supernal, what that essentially means is that the world of Atzilus is a revelation of Hashem. And so he's going to spend the next Mamarim to show that Atzilus and all the different aspects of Atzilus reveal, reflect the supernal, and therefore there's no real Chiddush. There's no real completely new thing vis-a-vis Hashem, because all the, the world of Atzilus, which is even in English translated as emanation, it's an emanation, they're all emanations, revelations of God's light. They come from Orin Sof before Tzimtzum, the infinite light, and after Tzimtzum, then Hashem reveals the world of Atzilus, and the souls that come there that just reflect the supernal... And then later on in the Mamarm that begin of Miknerav, he then later says, as opposed to those souls who are on a lower level, and they, they make a Chiddush. They, through a Chiddush, they make something completely new. If you remember, by the way, earlier, the Mimer of Avram Zokin about the idea 
that dafka through the darkness one comes to a chiddush, that dafka when one hits, etc. The whole idea being the chiddush that comes dafka from the darkness, that those Jews that are avodim, they make a chiddush by going against their nature because they don't reveal everything that Hashem is. The opposite, they don't feel Hashem at all, and therefore they make a chiddush, and that's the chiddush of dir betachtenim, of, of bringing from atzmas from the helam ha'atzmi. But atzilus is called odom, which is adam el and I reflect the most supernal because everything in atzilus is the world of Atzilus is essentially the ten spheres of Atzilus are a revelation from Hashem's infinite light. It's just an emanation. What's the idea of an emanation? So the best way to understand what an emanation, what Atzilus means, is exactly from the word Atzilus, how it's found in the Torah. In Parshas Baaloischa, when Moshe Rabbeinu says the Jewish people want meat, they're sick and tired of the man and they want meat. So Moshe says, I can't, give, I can't give meat to the Jewish people. I'm too high, too high of a level of bittel to be able to... And yet Moshe Rabbeinu has to always be the in-between, the conduit through which the Jewish people get their sustenance, and yet he's on too high of a level to get meat. So the Torah says that Moshe Rabbeinu should take the 70 Zakanim, the 70 elders, who are an even higher level than the Nevi'im, Moshe Rabbeinu is on a higher level than all the other prophets. But from Pirkei Ovis, Moshe Kibbal Torah Messinai, Mesor Lezekeinim, Vezekein Lenevim. So the Zekeinim, the 70 elders of Moshe, were on a higher level than all the other prophets. They were on a level like Moshe Rabbeinu. And yet they were able to bring meat. On one hand, Moshe Rabbeinu himself could not bring meat because he was on too high a level. And yet the Zakanim are on Moshe Rabbeinu's level, and yet they were able to bring meat to the Jewish people. And the reason is, the Torah says, that Hashem emanated the light from Moshe Rabbeinu onto the 70 elders. And so on one hand, it's Moshe's light, but it's emanated onto the 70 elders, becomes revealed on the, on the 70 elders. And so on one hand, it's not new, it's not a new type of light, it's Moshe Rabbeinu's light. It's not Yeshma'ayin, it's not a new type of light, it's Mamish Moshe's light just being Ne'etzal, emanated onto the 70 elders in a more revealed way to the extent that they could bring about meat. And that's the Indian of the world of Atzilus. The ten spheres we know, are, what are the ten spheres in the world? Atzilus, in the world of Atzilus, there's only Hashem. Created things begin in the worlds of Briyat, Syria, and Asiyah. In the world of Atzilus, there's just Hashem. And those souls that feel are nothing other than Hashem. But the world of Atzilus is Hashem's ten spheres, which, so to speak, God already has a personality. The ten spheres are God's attributes. So on one hand, the world of Atzilus is after Tzimtzum, so it's emanated. It's not created like the worlds of Bria, Tzir, Asiya. Bria means to create something new. Atzilus means to emanate something that was already, that's concealed within Hashem, that already existed within Hashem, and now it's just being emanated. And so Hashem's attributes, the ten spheres of Atzilus, are an emanation of Hashem. And now that Hashem has these spheres, now worlds could come into being like now they could bring the meat. So obviously it's not Hashem as he was before Tzimtzum, but now Hashem in the world of Atzilus has spheres. So it's not Chalila, something new created. Atzilus is Hashem still. It's Hashem's attributes, and yet it's somehow on a lower level. It's a revelation from Orin Sof before Tzimtzum that now Atzilus is a, Hashem is existing in a way of having attributes.
And all there is in the world of Atsilos already was an orange soft before it's symptom. It's just that now it's like comes out as something as if new, but it's really the same thing that existed before, which is the theme of that, that we're learning. That's the idea of Atsilos, and that's going to be the idea of these Neshamas. And that's, by the way, why in Kiddush Levana we say, Baruch Oisech Yoitzrech Ubeirech, which correspond to Asi Yitzir and Brin in ascending order. And then we say Baruch Koineich, the one that makes a Kenyan that acquires you in the world of Atsilos. What's the idea of acquiring a Kenyan? When you acquire something, it's the same object. You buy something, it belonged to somebody else. Now it belongs to you. So it's the same thing. It just changes Rishus. It just changes possession. So Atsilos is, it's still Hashem. But now Hashem is enclosed in attributes. And in the language of Hasidus, that's called Gilui Hahelem. Revealing what was already concealed, emanation means a revelation of what was concealed already within Hashem. Nothing new is being created. It's just Hashem now emanating Himself into the spheres. But Lachaira, we have to understand how could we say that the world of Atzilus is just an emanation and not something new created. Seemingly we know that even Chochma, which is the first of the ten spheres, the beginning of Atzilus, is Yesh Me'ayin. It's created something from nothing. Even Adam Kadmon, known in Chesidus as Ak, Adam Kadmon, which is way above Atzilus, is also a Bria Yeshma'ayin, a created, something created new, vis-a-vis Hashem's infinite light, vis-a-vis Oren Sof before Tzimtzum. So how could we say that Atzilus is Adam Ele'elion, I reflect the supernal, it's just a revelation, an emanation from Hashem, seemingly even Atzilus and even Adam Kadmon are created, we know they're created after Tzimtzum, they're created by Hashem. It's true. It's true that Atzilus is Yesh Ma'ayin Legabe Soiv of Kolamen. In other words, vis-a-vis Hashem's infinite light that encompasses all worlds, Soiv of Kolamen. Vis-a-vis the light where Hashem is still revealing His infinite self, then Atzilus is, is a new creation. But why is Atzilus called Adam Elyon? So first the Rebbe Shab answers because Atzilus reflects Ak, reflects Adam Kadmon. Now Adam Kadmon in Hasidus is known as the Or Klali. That's how the Mezritcher Magid used to call Adam Kadmon Or Klali, the general light. Right after Tzimtzum, when Hashem brings the Kav back into the Halal, the first thing the Kav does is bring about Adam Kadmon, Ak. And in Hasidus, that's Ak is this, or Klali, this general light, is the will that God has for there to be worlds. And in that will of Adam Kadmon, all of Seder Ashtalshalus, from the highest levels, all the way down to the lowest levels of physicality, all exist in a klali, in a general way, as God's will. That's what Adam Kadmon is. It's an Ormamish revelation, Hashem's primal, primordial will for there to be worlds. That's why it's called Adam Kadmon. It's primordial, it's the first revelation of light after the Kav comes back into the Chalal. After the line of light comes into the empty void, it then brings about Adam Kadmon, which is this general light of all of Ishtal Shalos. And Atzilus, 
when Atzilus then comes out of after Adam Kadmon, it doesn't have to go through a curtain veils like the other worlds of Briyatzir Asir that the Arizal writes in Eitzchayim that there has to be a parsa. There are veils and curtains that make the light change for there to be able to be created Yeshma'ayin, new worlds that seem to be separate of Briyatzir Asir. Atzilus, when it comes out of Adam Kadmon, is Mamas just revealing Adam Kadmon because the light in Atzilus is Mamish the same the way it is in Adam Kadmon. The light remains the same, it doesn't change. So the Rebbe Rashab says, why is Atzilus called Adam Elyon? Because it reflects the supernal meaning, it reflects Adam Kadmon, which even though Adam Kadmon is also after Tzimtzum, but Adam Kadmon is this general light of God's will. Which even in bar terminology could also be called Ein Sof, even though again, obviously it's made by the Kav. So it's not Hashem's Mamish infinite light from before Tzimtzum, which we're soon going to learn about. But because Adam Kadmon contains all of reality, past, present, future, all the highest worlds and the lowest, it could almost in bar terminology be known like Ein Sof. And therefore Atzilus is like Adam Kadmon. Om nam yesh loimar de gam legabe hakav hanimshach marin sof gam legabe zu shaykh leimar atzilus has a damel elyon. And now what the Rebbe Shab is going to do for the next tens and tens of pages, what the Rebbe Shab wants to say now is that in truth, you could say that atzilus is a damel elyon even legabe the kav. Even the Gabi, the line of light, the line that comes back into the halal, into the void, even though the Kav is a Kav from Orin Sof, from Hashem's infinite light, Mamish. Now, Orin Sof is Hashem revealing Himself, Mamish. As we're going to learn, what is Orin Sof? Orin Sof, before Tzimtzum, is as God reveals everything that He is. And a line from that, that comes into the halal, a line from that essential revelation of God, Atzilus, which is already with our Aspheris, where Hashem Mamash has attributes, that could be called the Damala Elyon, even Lagabe the Kav. Not just Lagabe Adam Kadmon, but even Lagabe the Kav, Atzilus could also be called the Damala Elyon. Now, what's the, like, why is this? Okay, so not just Lagabe Yak, also Lagabe the Kav. The reason the Rebbe Shab is going to spend now so many tens of pages to show that Atzilus is like the Kav, and he actually is now going to explain it in two separate ways. The reason that the Rebbe Shab finds it so important because he wants to show that Atzilus, which is the beginning of Metzius, and in Atzilus Hashem's attributes, there are spheres, there's a specific type of existence. And again, it's important to remember that our world, even our world, comes from Atzilus, from Malchus Datzilus. All the created beings of angels and, and spaghetti and, and platypuses, we all come from Atzilus, which means the finitude of everything comes from Atzilus. And if we're saying now that Atzilus is a Damala alien reflecting the supernal even Mamash Lagabe the Kav that means that in some way all finitude has a root within Hashem Mamish because it's important to remember that Hasidus isn't about learning how God created the worlds Hasidus is about Enoid Movadoi and therefore to be able to understand how even the finitude of the world the diversity and separate types of existence of the world, how they mamash are also nothing other than Hashem, we have to understand because Atzilus is Adam Elyon reflects even the Kav. 
And that that Atsilus is yesh ma'ayin, is something from nothing, is, is a new thing, ex nihilo, that's legabe, that's vis-a-vis orin sof before tzimtzum. So to summarize, those neshamas that are zera adam are neshamas of Atsilus, which are adame, which reflect, we're going to learn now how they even reflect the kav. Then we're going to learn, if you remember the Zohar says that the bonim, those neshamas are bonim, are mechapim b'gnizu, that they know the secrets of the house. They even bring down, we're going to learn, orin sof before tzimtzum. And it's the avadim that make a chiddush, that bring a dir b'tachtoinim to atzmos. But now, so now the Rebbe Shab wants to explain... How you could say that Atsilus, even though Atsilus are spheres, there are ten, meaning there's multiplicity, there are specific types of existence, and yet you could still say that that's a damel elyon that reflects the kav from Orin Sof. For the Rebbe Shab says there's two ways of explaining that. And the two ways of explaining how Atsilus is only Gili Helem is Mama's just revealing what's already in the Kav. There are two ways of explaining it, and it's based on two ways of understanding what the Kav is. The second way he's going to explain it, which is going to be in the Mimer Odom Kiyakriv for Mamarm later, that's by understanding that the Kav, that line of light that comes from Orin Sof, is still an infinite light just condensed into a Kav. That we're going to get to later in Adam Kiyakrif. But first he explains, and there are different shitas, it's based on different shitas, different uh, philosophies of Kabbalah, etc. But basically what now he wants to explain is that the Kav, when Hashem reintroduces that line of light into the void, that Kav is already a finite light. Not finite like tables and chairs, but it means that the Kav already has a connection to finitude, to measurement. Meaning that after Tzimtzum, after Hashem conceals His infinite light, the Orin Sof Mamish, the essential revelation of everything Hashem is, there are two types of Hamshachas, two ways that after Tzimtzum, God then reveals His light into the Chalal. One is called Seiv of Kol Alman. The light that encompasses all worlds, which is still an infinite light, which if you remember we learned earlier, we don't feel that light. It's not Begili, it encompasses, it surrounds all worlds, encompasses all worlds, it contains all worlds. It's an infinite revelation that's makif, that's not within our vessels. The Hamshacha Habeis, the second type of drawing of light into the Chalal is Bebechina's Gvulu Mida, that this line, this string of light of Orin Sof, already has a connection to finitude to the extent that that's why it could be the Orpnimi, it could become the internal, vivifying, permeating light of Mamalikol Almin that enclothes itself in vessels. Which is why, therefore, Chochma could be considered because since the Kav is already an Inyan of Gvulamida, is already a light that's connected to finitude, therefore, through many contractions and many Tzimtzumim, the light of the Kav then could enclose itself within Chochma. Within Chachma of Atzilus, which is why therefore the world of Atzilus could be called Adam Eleyon Lagabe the Kav. But Achdafka, only Dafka Lagabe the Kav, can we say such a thing? But of course, Lagabe Orin Sof Mamish, before the Tzimtzum and before the empty void. 
even Ak, even Adam Kadman, that's above Atzilus, like we learned, all that, of course, is Yesh Ma'ai and Legabi Oren Sof before Tzimtzum. But once the Kav comes back into the Chalal, Legabi the Kav, one can say that Chochme is Gili Helamandana Damele Elyon. Because the whole Indian of Kav is that Orin Sof is no longer shining in its infinite being, but the Kav is already a contracted, finite light that comes down as a Kav and a Chut. And from these two Hamshachas of Sev of Kol Alman and the Kav of Gvulumida, from them come out the two ways that God runs the world in the natural way and the supernatural way. Hanhagas Hatevan, nature comes from the Kav, from when Hashem is shining His light in a way of Gvul, in a way of finitude, and the light becomes the inner light that vivifies and encloses itself in the, within the worlds to vitalize them, which is the source of all worlds and all created things. And that Hamshach of Kav, Mamalikul Almin, because the Kav is at its highest is coming from Orin Sof Mamish. That's why you can have the the world nature, you could have the Ein Sof, what seems to be the eternity within the world itself, that you could see, like the Akedas Yitzchak said, you could see Koyach Ein Sof even, even within the finitude of the world because the Kav comes from Orin Sof Mamish and Or Me'en Amor, light reflects its luminary as we're going to learn in, in two Mamarm from now. And therefore, that's why within nature, one could see not just God's ability to do something finite, but because the Kav on its, comes from Orin Sof, you could see Ein Sof in the consistency that's in nature. But when it comes to Hashem running the world in a way of supernatural, of Bligvul, one could see Orin Sof even more, because that's the light that does not get enclosed in the world, but remains save of Kol Almin. And that's the secret of Achodesh HaZalechem Reish Chadoshem, even though Tishrei has Rosh Hashanah because in Tishrei the worlds were created from the light that's already contracted to become finite. But Nisan is the month of redemption which is the Hanhaga Hashem running the world in a supernatural way like the miracles of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsuf. And this root of the Hamshoch of Sev of Kolalman is Mamish Ein Sof in a revealed way which is why it says in the Haggadah Atshin Nigla Leim Melech Malchiam Lochem Ubemari Godel Zegilu Shechina Malchus De Ein Sof Mamish that Nisan is the time where Hashem reveals His infinite being, and therefore Tishrei is called Rosh Hashanah, and it includes the whole year as reality is still finite. But Nisan is the head, meaning the Hamshach of Ein Sof, that in the Hamshach of Nisan is the head of all redemption, which is the revelation of Hashem's infinity.